good everybody this is grego here with florida culture i got my i got my team back with me all in all in full force ringo is back we're back coach tony's here what's good people what's going on grego how's it going man man it's been a crazy week it's been a man it's been a crazy life right now yeah i was on injury reserve last week Coached and cleared me. I made the first team, so we out chill. I say he wasn't fit. I wasn't. I mean, he wasn't fit. I wasn't fit. I tell you that. <laughs> I'm glad to be back with y'all, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, um, it's been a bit of crazy by the past few days, man. Um, of course, we had the the end of the uh, conference semifinals over the weekend. Man, that was like just just here alone in Atlanta. Like like just the playoffs have been crazy, but of course we've. We've had games all over the place, man. Like, what, what y'all been, um, like, oh, you weren't even at the game, bro. I, I wasn't. But see, I was there in spirit, and I was watching it at home. I was live with y'all. I saw all y'all on TV. I was, like, telling my wife, I was like, hey, they're my boys. They're my boy, Blue. I see my boys. But, hey, the atmosphere, like, watching y'all, the atmosphere looked crazy on TV, though. You know what's crazy? Um, You know, like, we've had, you know, games where we've had 70K there, and... You know, of course, it's been crazy up in there. But for like the first time, uh, I think, pretty much since we've uh, been to Benz, like you can really feel that seventy k. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember just like looking up, like during like the first half, or like doing a chant, and I was like, "This shit is loud." And you know, just like the whole the whole atmosphere from the tailgate to the march to the to games. Of course, the goals itself, like they were just. Like, like you really felt like the roof was about to come off. Like it was just one of those experiences where it was like, this is a memorable night. Like it was crazy. Well, let me ask you. You brought up the tailgate. I didn't get to go, and I saw the social media posts from everything. Mm-hmm. I saw the drum line. Looked yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like shout out to Footy Mob, like for orchestrating that. Cause like seeing that drum line out there, I was just like in awe. Like. That is like the epitome of like Atlanta fandom culture. Like you think about high school football games, you think about HBCU football games. It don't start till the drum line go on. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember this, just seeing them come off the bus, and I was like, Ooh, "I see what's happening. <laughs> I see what's like, about to go down." <laughs> and like you just you just couldn't help but get hype, you know. Like I actually like um. Next week, we're going to have uh, Reggie from Footy Mob, uh, the Footy Mob Capo. He's actually the person who got that uh, all uh, squared up, you know, with with the APS All-Star team. And, like, you know, he'll get a chance to, you know, tell us about his experiences and, of course, to tell us about, you know, all the planning behind that. But, yeah, just, you know, that whole, of course, that, that whole performance. And, of course, like, you know, like, you're talking about, like, kids, like, these kids are in high school. So, like... Yeah. You know, like they're they're getting that that those five ten minutes. It was like yo, like, it was like all eyes on them. Like then they showed up and showed out. But like I know um, on what is it the Apollo um, their Instagram page oh, Apollo culture Apollo yeah. culture they had posted it on there and I kind of commented I was like that's how you grow the culture man you yeah. get these kids that probably never. 
thought about coming to a, a like Atlanta United game or even had the opportunity to come to one to actually go and kind of experience that fan culture. That's how you build those capo, the next generation of people in the drums and the, yeah. in the supporter section, the next capos and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's like because they're probably like, yo, I like that. They're gonna ask their parents to come to a game, maybe because they can participate more and more. And that is how we kind of we've said in our earlier episodes. It's like that's how you get that culture ingrained in the community. Yeah. Let me actually and to piggyback that comment um i have to say initially when we first were awarded our franchise mm-hmm. i had a lot of reservation about the team name. Oh, yeah. oh yeah i was absolutely like oh here we go another yeah. you know store-bought brand name of atlanta united and then all these little cheesy monikers or whatever yeah, but yeah. and so it unites us but you know like Actually, going through these last two seasons and watching, you know, the type of people who show up to games, mm-hmm. and then also watching what you just saw this past weekend at the tailgate, where you saw a drum line that looked diverse. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, it was yeah. mixed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and drum line, as we know, especially us going to HBCUs, like that's always been a historically black thing. Yeah. But to see that it's been like a shared culture, which you know we. We all know that the black culture is the most copied and imitated <laughs> culture around. I mean, I'm but you know, teach these devils. <laughs> teach these devils. But with that being said, that like here it is, like Atlanta is united through these games. Yeah, and I, it sounds cliche. It sounds like you know hunky dory type of thing, but it is true. At these games, you're seeing people from all walks of life and all cultures and all colors and creeds and everything coming here to support the team we all love. And that's amazing. And I, I mean, I, I, I never thought I'd be saying that until like something like this happened. You know, uh, like, actually, what, what you were talking about with, because um, I, I met the guy from Apollo Country. His name, things rocks. Like, shout out, shout out to him, by the way. Like, he, like he's a real cool, cool dude and everything. And you know, like, we had a chance to chop it up and everything. And of course, because of course, he's trying to do the same thing up up in New York too. You know, just trying to you know give shine on the, on the culture and, you know, from, from a street and holistic point of, point of view. And I think that the one thing at least that I've noticed here, um, more so than pretty, more so than like than most markets, I know Philly's been doing a, a better job of it uh, lately, but I know at least here what you've seen is you've been able to take from pretty much that Southern flavor, that hip hop flavor, and be able to mix that in with, you know, just existing soccer culture that most of us know from elsewhere and really turn it into something that's uniquely Atlanta soccer. Yeah. And, and, and with international Hispanic ties as well, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. Know, like, I always say, like, because Atlanta is such a big transplant city. Like, there is, now it's really rare to find somebody from, like, Atlanta proper. <coughs> Even, like, <coughs> like, the, met, you know, out the cater, metro, like, the, the, the ex-flats. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. it's dope because, like, people come down here with their preconceived teams and all other sports. So everyone came and like kind of like yeah. fell in love with Atlanta United. They said, "I live here. I'm going to support Atlanta." It was a perfect story. So yeah. Yeah. like in my job, people wear the jerseys in the hallways. People talk about it on the elevators. People stop and ask questions, stuff like that. You would think we were like a like a European city. Mm-hmm. Like how much people talk about soccer. Yeah, like and it's beautiful to see and how like you said it really united our city. Yeah, yeah. Because like like uh, I, I had a chance to interview with. Uh, with Jay Riddle on the Unrelegated uh, podcast show uh, last night with uh, with with Arch, I was there for about five minutes, and I had to go be daddy for for the rest of the night. But uh, daddy, 
Hey man, I feel you. Kids, it's a late man. night. Hey, late night. Kids, man. With Florida culture. Daddy. <laughs> Kids, oh, hey, our man. spinoff podcast coming. <laughs> but uh, you know, like even like that course, like we were at uh, Hudson FC course. That's a, a soccer bar here uh, in Bro- in Brookhaven here in Atlanta. And like even of course, the, there was like uh, these people there that were you know having like playing this card game, and even they had. Atlanta United scarves, and of course they were. They saw us uh, doing doing the podcast, and of course they were like, "Yo, we're, we're so excited about you know the game yesterday." And of course we can't wait to see how United does in the rest of the playoffs. And like you can really see like where you know this team is really taking a hold of this city. You know, I got like I say, of course you and I, we we've uh, been up north and everything, following DC uh, in the past, and even like for that, like just nothing to like what you you don't see the same type of hold that's over the city where everyone's you know talking about it and everyone's no, looking at it like like i remember at my job a, a couple months back uh joseph martinez was at was i did an autograph signing like that like it, it was so crazy because like he had the, the longest line and of course you still have people who really didn't know about you know you not like that and they're like yo like who is this i'm like yeah you need to find out bro <laughs> yeah but i mean and even more is like we're a football country. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta and Georgia is football culture, like, to the, end, to the day we die. And for it to be, you know, we have beaten the Falcons as far as, like, the talking thing yeah. around town right now. Yeah, you I know, mean, you know. The, it helps to be winning. Yeah, I mean, true, the, true, the, the, you true. know, the joke is Arthur Blank built Mercedes Benz for Atlanta United. <laughs> we just had to share it. You With know, the, the yeah, right, exactly. They yeah. wouldn't allow two stadiums next door. That's what we like to tell ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it was, like, but the game was great. Like, talk about this. I know some of y'all want to hear about the game on the field. Like, it was, this is the first time, in my opinion, Tata got it right mm-hmm. over two legs. So in the like, playoffs. In the playoffs. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, he's... Playoffs. He's, he's had, got a history about that. He's got a history He's about had that, yeah. bad games, but I think he did his homework on... Um, what is what is NYCFC's new coach name? Dale... Delgado, Dale... Anyway, in, NYC's coach. Like, he think he really did his homework on him. And we came in, we did our business in New York, we got that away goal that we needed. And, like, when we came here at home... Dominic Torrent. Dominique Tart, right. But he's coached under, um, um, he coached under, uh, NY, I mean, Manchester City. Okay. And, yeah, everyone, everyone's name is slipping my head today. Um, Manchester City's coach right now. Oh. Pep, Pep, Pep Guardiola. Yeah. He's worked with Pep for years. Okay. So, like, for somebody with that caliber, for Tata to come in and, like, out-coach this guy that's been number two for Pep for years. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a huge statement for Tata to come in. We decisively beat New York. There was like, no if ands, or buts yeah. about it. Like, we handled our business home and away Everything, against, yeah. against NYCFC. I think it helps that, you know, like, uh, we really had a, our depth really showed out uh, on Sunday because, like, of course, we had Miles Robinson starting. Which had, had which, which had, had a, to see that. Which had a great game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, generation Adidas player. Look, like, you, you talk about, like, one draft pick. You know, you. <laughs> And people forget, like, he he was drafted before Gresham. Exactly. Yeah. He's the number one driver that we yeah. had. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you had, like, Tito didn't even get into, like, late. Like, that's how mm-hmm. that's how stacked we were going. Like, that, like. Well, we had a healthy Miggy. That helped. Yeah. That definitely. I mean, Miggy had a, you know, his all-star performance. But yeah. we, that engine, though, 
The engine, Darlington Nagby, oh, was, this is, he was playing a hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he won man of the match. He like, hell of a game like Darlington Nagby is playing. And that is what I want to see Nagby do for the national team. I don't know if he just hates wearing red, white, and blue, but, like, if he can turn up like he turned up this weekend for the national team, We'll be no, that, that's how much he's from mind, Wakanda. Keep in mind, that's what it is. He's so Wakanda. He's <laughs> <laughs> he like, you know, I don't wear that red one. <laughs> now, he actually does. They, they kept him home because, like, he, he's not going to go play. I'm like, thankfully, because I'm like, you know, of course, we have, we still have playoffs, you know, next round with the Red Bulls to, to take two. I'm like, yeah, keep your ass at home yeah. and and get healthy. And because, yeah, the Red Bulls are no joke, course. Like, they, uh, they finished off the the crew on Sunday course. The group came in with the lead, and Red Bull said yeah. they got that. The Red Bulls I mean, came with a healthy team too. They had Tyler Adams, they had uh, Brent, uh, Bradley White Phillips. You know, they like, had the full squad. Like every everyone was firing on the Red Bulls. Like Armistice, that guy is a good coach, man. Like yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, they have a good program. They have a really good program. You know, like they they. They lost their their coach got a got a promotion within Red Bull, <laughs> and like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just like this this is why I kind of hate how the schedule it is the way it is because of course you have this international break coming up yeah. and you're like everyone's hot right now. It's like, and you don't know like who's gonna get if anyone's gonna get hurt during during the friendlies or what's gonna happen. And you're like. Yeah, just come back. Just come back. You know, still, still playing good, man. Like, but, now, but now this is where we see if you know how Tata, if he's going to earn his paycheck, Obama's going to earn his paycheck. Nope. This is the time, it's and it's a challenge that everybody's got to deal with at this moment. And this is what I want to know: mm. what your opinions are is the fact that the home and away first, mm. or do you want home first, or do you want home second? As far as going in the situation, because I think. It is actually crucial to get that home game in first for us. Th- and the reason why is because... Against the Red Bulls, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why, because we know how much energy that we have. That 12th man. Yeah. Yeah. The 70,000 plus. Oh, we're going to be hyped. We're going to be hyped. We're gonna be, exactly. Yeah. And that's going to feed into the players. And I think if we go in, and ideally, I think if we come out of that like a 3-1 game, yeah, going into Jersey, yeah. Jersey... I think that would be ideal. Like, oh, and, I, and whereas if it was flipped, where if we were there going might be to... some pressure. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know, and I talked about this. I think during our first show, with 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 the way that we ended the season against Toronto, I think it was good for us to have that first game on the road, get that one out of the way, coming into uh, the bench for the second leg. Here, I actually do agree with you. Where I think it's good, you know, riding that high of you know, the game on Sunday is to keep riding that momentum. And, you know, if we are able to, you know, somehow get uh, get a win and get a lead going into the second leg, we should be in pretty good shape. Of course, it's not going to be easy. No, no. But I think that having that first leg is going to be huge. I think that, like, the people who follow United like that and know the know the, the rivalry, I guess you could say at this point, uh, between us and the uh, Red Bulls, you know they're going to come in. You know it's, it's going to be hype. It's going to yeah. like I, I was uh, I was talking to uh, Reggie uh, the uh, the other uh, after the game, and of course the New York City uh, supporters. You know they came through the tailgate. You know like they're like from what I saw, like they're all pretty cool ass people. 
I was Did like, you hear a lot of your son? Nah. <laughs> no, not son? Yo, Were the Nazis were invited? Tim's? Nah, man. The Nazis weren't invited? Nah, nah, Oh, okay. Nah. I, I was wondering. I was, it, it, I was, it, it, was wondering. Damn. There's a pretty diverse mix. Damn. Too soon? Damn. A pretty diverse mix, actually. Uh, <laughs> damn. I, I guess they kind of stayed in the wrong corners, but... Uh, <laughs> damn. The but, shadows? Yeah. Even though the cool games were supposed to be... Because you know they're New York City guys. I was like, okay. Yeah, so I didn't see them like I said. But the people I did see, they were actually real cool. But, um... I think that, yeah, the Red Bull supporters, they might have to, you know, roam on another planet because, yeah, I don't think that one's going to be the, 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 the nicest environment. I, but see, I love the organic rivalry. The, 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 the league tried to force Orlando. It, it just didn't work. It, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll have fun with Miami. Like, hey, yeah, but do that. But, no, like, I, that rivalry we have with Red Bulls on the field, the fans, you feel it in the fandom. Well, I think it goes even deeper than that because, like, Y'all know, I mean, growing up in the South and the fact that, you know, big outcast fans and everybody's using the phrase, the South got something to say. Right. They don't realize what that term meant at the time when yeah. Andre said That's that. so true. At the, you know, <laughs> at the Source Awards. Yeah. And that was literally the defining pivot point within the hip-hop industry. Yeah. yeah. That was a pivot point. Yeah. And the saying that the South got something to say was in New York. You know what yeah. I mean? And... It's the same thing right now. Like here we are as Lane United. We like, yo, we got something to say, yo. We <laughs> we've been skipping over for all these sports and everything like that. No, we won't. We won't. It's kind of crazy. Like 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 when you think about like you know just the history of MLS. It's like you pretty much like from up until what twenty fifteen when Orlando came in. Like you pretty much like from DC to about to to Houston. You had like the right, DC was the closest team. Yeah, like, you, DC the South, the wasteland. South, the South was like completely unaccounted for. Yeah. It's like, you know, again, like, here we are. You know, twenty eighteen. You know, you have Atlanta United. Of course, I'm not sure what the world happened with Orlando. They kind of they kind of fell to the wayside. Of course, you got Miami coming. You got Nashville coming. Yeah, like, you know, you see, like you. I think we kind of served as you know. The spring kings like, of the south, the, the spring, spring board, board for everybody. Else. <laughs> like, like soccer can sell in yeah. the south. Absolutely. Well, because I mean, we all know historically, Florida has always been a soccer hotbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got several players coming out, like the, the Carolinas as well, too. You know, so there's no. I mean, let, let me let me be on the record say like Raleigh should have an MLS team. <laughs> I mean, the Carol somewhere in the Carolinas there needs yeah. to be. MLS. No, because here's the deal: Raleigh has the 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 passion and the fans. The problem is the money's in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Until you reconcile that, that's yeah. why there's no MLS in North Carolina. It's, it's the craziest shit, but yeah. Go, continue, continue. No, I mean, it's just it's just mind-boggling that it just took this long for the MLS to, you know, really uh, take a foothold within the South. And it's good to see that Atlanta be the springboard. We, we always have to carry the South. Whether it be with civil rights, whether it be with music, and now with soccer, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. We're just a springboard. Did, did y'all get y'all MLS Cup tickets? Oh, hey, I grabbed them. Hey, I was so excited when I got my tickets. Hey, so you had to get a uh, Tony. Tony See what <laughs> happened was um, the way my account is set up. You know, I, mean, I got checking and savings, and the way my checking is set up right now. You know, I mean, it said save that. And then see, it's Christmas time, and then you know, hey, I look my my mama birthday coming too. You know, so it's like, I look so, my kids in the face and said, "Christmas canceled, y'all. Daddy going to the cup. <laughs> so I'm going to the cup. Well, like." You're, you're, you but, should take you should take your sister. Uh, you know she she you know shout out to D you know she she's great but nah 
<laughs> nah. <laughs> but like legit. But before we even make it to the cup, we gotta make it through Red Bulls. And that press, the the Red Bull press is so amazing. Like the way they do it. Like they shut Columbus down. Did you see Tyler Adams and the way yeah. he was? Picking Columbus apart? Yeah, like, it, it was just amazing. It's bro. Columbus never had a chance to really possess the ball. Like they like Red Bulls were on them as soon as they got the ball, they would win possession. I think they had I think eighty percent possession throughout that game. So even, So that's the key to victory to us. Like Tata's gonna have to put it in our players' moves. Like one two touch and move. Because so, we're gonna get pressed. But even with that being said, as, as far as like the offensive part, I mean, even if we do get past that press. Their shot stopper, their keeper. Like, Robles is no joke. I mean, like, <laughs> like, 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 like how he doesn't get more national team call ups is Yo, kind of I'm beyond so, uh, like, he is good. a highly underrated keeper. He's yeah. a highly yeah. underrated keeper. Now, I don't know like, how long y'all y'all been following uh, Atlanta soccer here. Of course, y'all y'all remember the Silverbacks uh, who, who have been here. Now, were, you, did you, y'all, were y'all here the year they were made the Soccer Bowl 2013? Um, I actually, I lived in South Georgia. That was when, um, Eric Winaldo was, he was coach, right? Yeah, he was, uh, he was, a, he was a GM that year. He was a GM, okay. Yeah. Now, that year, they played the Cosmos in the soccer ball. You know who was coaching the Cosmos that year? Who? Gio Savarese. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, he, he's right now the coach of the Timbers and who made it through a marathon game last week on, yeah. on, on, on a Thursday who night. Who called that? I, you got that one right. I called that. No, we, I, I got I that one right. Now nah, it was PKs, of course. It was yeah. PKs. Dude, like that, that, that whole match was just the insane. last like twenty minutes of the yeah. game. But and the thing about it, they thought, um, what you call Sounds thought they they won. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. The Denver shot the other one. No one told him. It was like, yo, wait, guys. It's like, no, there's no, nah, there's no way it goes advantage, man. Like, nah. like it's, it's cut off. But see, that's like the the Cascadia rivalry. That is what we needed in the playoffs. Yeah. Like. I don't, no disrespect to, like, the real Salt Lake. They fought a good fight in their season. You know, they mm-hmm. lost to Kansas City. But, like, playoff they're game. They're playing with young kids. They, they are. They're so, like, their program kids. is still growing. Pecky, yeah. I have, I, Pecky's going to do great they things. they with young kids. He's going to, but, like, that's, that Cascadia rivalry, it, it's amazing. And I really hope, like, next year Vancouver can get in the playoffs because if you can get those three teams in the playoffs yeah. in the West, I mean, that's going to be crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you know, just obviously that whole atmosphere on because the game was on a Thursday, of course, yeah, yeah. all the other games were on Sunday. But like, it was funny because of course you had John Strong and and uh, Stuart Holden. They're talking about you know all the all the people on the East Coast. You know, I know y'all trying to go to sleep. I'm like, no, I'm up. I'm <laughs> up. I'm watching this. This game. Play all time. Yeah, it's like, you play all time. You can't like, miss those. And for a game like that, it was like, yeah, like like those are type of. Matches that, that you want to see, where it's where it's exciting it and, 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 and there's drama, and of course you already had that just that built-in intensity. It's like, like that's the kind of stuff that you want that you want to see, and like it made it worth staying up to about one thirty in the morning and you know seeing it all the way through the end. Now, I was now mind you, by like that second PK, I was I felt myself fading out, but I but I held strong. <laughs> <laughs> How was your production next day at work? Oh. You, you got to talk about that in the air, man. <laughs> I'm to your balls. Useless. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it, it's it's. It, I think that 
the conference finals are setting up pretty well. Next week we will have uh, a good preview on on those two matchups. Predictions. So I'm gonna save mine till next week. I, yeah. I, 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 ah! I, I'll, I will say this: uh, Gio might be coming back to Atlanta. <laughs> Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. What you just heard? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Oh. Is this a scoop? It, 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 might, it might be a soccer bowl rematch. <laughs> so, so Spe- okay. Speaking of last week, though. Mm-hmm. So, as all three of us are Manchester United fans, mm-hmm. um, what you what you think about us? First of all, early in the week, mm-hmm. we got an amazing victory against. Juventus. Yeah, because Juve. Yeah. I was like, that was kind of nuts. I, I was like, what team is this? I was like, I was like, what? Is it? Whoa, whoa, time down though. That Ronaldo goal though. Yeah, that was. Jesus, man. This is why he's the great, yeah, one of the I greatest mean, players in the world. I mean, this is why he's one of the greatest. Take players. out the air like that one time. It. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like that. That was when I saw that moment. I was like. That's why I play the game, man. Like that that moment right there, I was like, that is soccer in its essence. It was to take that ball out of the air one time and volley it. Yeah. And then he's, course, gonna, be, he's gonna be great in Miami. Of course we take his shirt off. Right. Ass. I'm like, he's, he's going on South Beach rolling his ass all day long. MLS is gonna be crazy. Yeah. But but yeah, the Manchester Derby, the, the Derby, Derby, whatever you wanna say it, man, that was that was embarrassing. Well, it's, I mean, it's a tale of two teams. That was like, like you had you had the team that that, that managed to come back on on Tuesday. Then you then you hit uh, Sunday. It's a good thing I was a tailgate and I missed most of that because I was like, dude. Like, well, let me what, what if Fifty Cent says like back then you was the man, homie, <laughs> and now you not? Nah, but like we let's be real. Like I think we're all we all know it was it was quite evident on Sunday. It was like Manchester is blue for the foreseeable and, future and. and and it's blue for two reasons. It's blue for the reason why, because City obviously won a derby. Mm-hmm. But two, because I'm depressed as hell because they won a derby. You know what I'm saying? I'm blue because of that. No, but in, in, we just got outclassed, outcoached, outplayed, outhustled. Like, and even the, they, like City has played just even at par. Mm-hmm. They are ten times ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And even that first goal, like just watching the defensive line shape that we had, like, Eight, you you saw all eight of the defenders, all eight of them getting straight line, and then when that ball got whipped into the far backside, and then the other side then react to it. I mean, it's just like it was almost like soccer one on one. It but just, remember but, when Mourinho used to be known for being able to park the bus? Like, that bus is broken down. No, I mean, that, like, it's, it's, bro, he's got the special air bus. It's a short bus. People go around that bus. But, like, but the thing is, you, if he, he's been using the same formula yeah. for almost going on a decade. It, yeah. it, he hasn't switched it up. Football has changed. And that's, and that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, like you have, you know, because like the same thing happened with, um, with Arson at, at uh, when, of course, when he left uh, after last year, like you have these guys that you know, like the past decade, you know, like they had their run, and then next thing you know, it's like, yeah, it's like the the games kind of passed them by. Now. And I think you have to ask that question: Is Mourinho next on, on that block? It's like you know, you had your run in the in the in the last decade, you had your Champions League wins, you had your league titles, and now it's like, yeah, it's just it's just not the same. I, I, I've said for the longest time. He hasn't been the same since he left Real Madrid. Yeah, it broke him. Nah, yeah, and nah. they it broke him. Nah, but that, that, that yeah, that was that monster. Like, was just like, like coaching there is 
Like, that will take years off your life. Cause Absolutely. Because, like, like, you see him now. Because I remember, like, back in the day, like, he used to come through suit, suited up, custom made from head to toe all, all his Ric Flair shit. And then... Woo! But and see, like, he old now. You know, no, you, you know, hey, my, my uncle wear nothing but tracksuits now. So, <laughs> it's like, I get it. It's like, I get why Mourinho is in nothing but tracksuits. It's like, he old, man. But he, but did, he, gray, he did great like Obama, though. But you, see, <laughs> but you see him, you know, now it's like, you know, his hair... Hair, hairs look messed up. You got, you got the, the guy, the six o'clock sh- sh- stubble. Like he ain't shaved. It's like, this is not the same guy anymore. And it's like, you know, you just have to wonder. It's like, like, are you? Is 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 his heart really into it? You know, like what's what's gonna give there? And the sad part is that, you know, given the options, like you really are kind of stuck with him. Well, I mean, the, uh, we're stuck with him, but also he has to work out on that. That relationship with Woodward, like him and like they gotta work on if they're gonna open up the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Shoot, January hardly anybody transfers significantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's not you many know, moves. That, but the summertime has gotta be all right. That's when it's gotta be realized. Are they gonna just open, give him blank check and let him get two center backs? Mm-hmm. We need at least that. Need mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. That's ASAP. When's the last time that they signed a quality defender though? Baye, but I thought Baye, I mean, Baye, he's still my boy. I'm still... He's young, though. He's my boy. But he gets hurt a lot. That's the thing. That's the thing. He's hurt. He do. So, Baye's still my boy. Yeah. For the culture. But you got to think about it. You know, that's just one player. Right. The city came last year and spent $400 that's million what I'm saying. on and like, the back line. And, and that's just the back line. They, Never mind everybody Now, else. but also, I don't know if y'all saw the reports today, the financial fair play. Their books are yeah. dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we not know who owns it? I know. I mean, We're not surprised. They're all, uh-huh. They've been cooking their books. I am yeah. stunned. They whipping it up. You know what I'm saying? I am stunned. Whip it up. But they, they whipping it up. TV. So, but, <laughs> but I mean, the thing about it is like they didn't even have to cook them books as much to do what they're doing. Yeah, because the league's done. I mean, like... The, the league's done. There's yeah. there's no... City's won. Hey, if you're listening, Manchester City's gonna win the league yeah. this year. Yeah. So, I hope you don't got no money on anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. next. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> that, I mean, there's, there's no catch in City. There's, there's no catch in City, but... I mean, the only team that I can see for... I mean, I... Oof, gosh, I hate saying this. Uh, I don't think they, I don't, I don't think they can do it. Liverpool, I mean, they're the only team that's scary. The thing about when you see those two tactical minds of Klopp versus Pep, mm-hmm. possession versus space, mm-hmm. you know, those two clashes, That I mean, like, that's why you see, like, the last time they played, it was, you know, it was a boring game because... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a chess match. They, right. It was a ch- No one was willing no to expose that card. But I think that's the only team but, that will be able to give a chance of a shot to give them a chance. Yeah. Did y'all, did y'all catch the uh, Liverpool-Arsenal game? The, I saw highlights. Uh, yeah. I, I saw highlights. I, I, well, I, I only asked this because, of course, I, I, I met Ringo's hero at, at the tailgate, yeah. uh, a poet from Filthy Fellas. Yeah, shout and, out. And, uh, like, yo, like, Dude is mad cool. Yeah. Like, he is, like, chill as fuck, of course. Like, you're going to see uh, a piece with him and uh, Archie Eversole on Cobra 90 in, probably in the, in the next few weeks or so. But, yeah, I had a, I had a good chance to, you know, to, to talk to him. And, like, he's, first of all, the his, like, he was hanging around in the, in the tailgate uh, on Sunday. 
And one of the things that he wanted to kind of do is, and take in was just, you know, because I think it's like his first time really to Atlanta like that for the most. I think I think he said that like he came for the All-Star game, but other than that, like it's like his first time like really hanging out. Yeah. And he really wanted to take in the the tailgate and just kind of like observe it as a, as a fan, like, you know, just being able to talk to him, kind of see where, you know, his mind's at and see where, you know, obviously, like he said, like, his words were, "If he can move, if he can move to the states, he would come here." Yeah, and you know, like he, like he's a real down to earth dude. Of course, if, if you if you haven't done so already, look up Filthy Fellas on YouTube. Like Ringo, he put me on to it, and of course, as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Yo, I gotta tell Ringo." Yeah, and like it, it's like he's he's a, he's a good dude. So like like anybody who knows, you know, poet, you know, the Copa ninety is huge. Copa night, but Filthy Fellas is it's kind of what we're trying to do here with for the culture is really talk about the sport we love and how we love to talk about it. So if you haven't checked them out, free shameless plug to them. Like I love the content and what they do there. And that was that was the thing like like, like we actually uh, had a chance to discuss. You know, was just. You know, there's not that really, there's not that many of our voices really talking soccer like that. Oh. And unless I, they were I, I former think, players, yeah, or yeah. you know what I mean, or somebody and, like that. And like he understood that completely, because it's kind of the same thing on on his end over over in England. You know that there really isn't a lot of unless like I said, unless you're a former player or you know a coach, you're not really talking about it like that. Like that that whole podcast environment is, isn't quite the same over there. So like he definitely uh, understood what we were trying to do, and like so, I said, like like major shout out to him. Major, so, major shout out to him. So you saying we we might be international now? He goes, he goes spread know, the culture out there. I don't know about all that. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> we got to share the culture, man. That's what we about, man. Well, actually, like, you know, like between him, like I said, Apollo coach, like 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 really, it's 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 all about you know being able to, uh, you know, connect and you know share your love of the game and. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a brotherhood, it's a sisterhood, yep. and it's it's really dope. You know, when you really see it at the, you know, when you kind of see it like in its full bloom, and like I, like you definitely got to see that in in full effect on Sunday, and you know, obviously, I, I, like we, we just want to see more of it. Y'all want to talk national team? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so, cool, cool. What you got, man? So. We still don't have a coach update. <laughs> we still, we still, we still yeah, have so, so we're at. Uh, th- uh, we really yeah, didn't put Tomorrow is four hundred. Tomorrow is four hundred. Four hundred. Four hundred. Man, that is just. Crazy. Are we gonna be five hundred? <laughs> Are we gonna be five hundred? I don't know. Uh, I, like I, I told you, so. like I told I'll, you guys, I think it might be tough, but I think we might. It might be like right at five. On a, no, <laughs> on a previous episode, I said the guy they wanted oh. took the job, <laughs> so the next guy's an MLS coach. So yeah. as soon as playoffs are done, it's gonna be the same day they're gonna announce it, just like that. It might be that week. It might be that week. No, but remember what's funny is that you were talking about the loop that we we're just gonna <laughs> keep on doing. Yeah. And what was the uh, the headline that came? Yeah, oh, in? so the headline. So I looked on my phone, and all of a sudden I see Klinsman gets called up to national. Day. I was like, Klinsman's back! Klinsman's back! I was like, I just told y'all. Was oh, <laughs> like seriously? <laughs> I think it's gonna be like we uh, United States plays England. I, you know, it's gonna be a kind of a young teams playing against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think there's gonna be much much star power because. Both. No, I mean, like, I think, I think that, well, two things there. I think for everyone, like, like we discussed last week, 
You finally have. He wasn't here. Old, remember? Yeah, he wasn't here. Like, I'll still listen. <laughs> like we talked about last week. No, like this is like really like our first time where we got all of our kids in in the camp. You know, yeah. Pulisic's there, Leia's there, McKinney's there, Adams is there. Everyone is 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 in the house. You know, even even not. Jurgen Klinsman is his son. <laughs> like, but, um, like Kanye said, trust the kids, bro. Like, yeah, trust yeah. the kids. I think that should be our... They should put that on the wall for the national team because some of these kids, they're not afraid. They don't have those fears of the past, like our former national team. They're just trying to play and prove themselves. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting seeing them go they're, against they're some of these young talent. They're too young to know better. Yeah. Right, so, okay, you talk about too young to know better. I'm going to put this out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soccer America, Paul Kennedy wrote this article. Uh... Playing time for the U.S. men's national team players in Europe has diminished. Yeah. And of the 18 players called into the friendlies against England and Italy, six haven't played for their first teams in league play since October. And yep. five of them haven't even dressed. We've had that problem for a while, actually. And, that, and that's something I've, I've, I've paid attention to, especially like when um, when Bradley and Josie and Dempsey, when, it, when they all came back to MLS, you know, like, you kind of thought you kind of it kind of left our our national team pool that's that's, that's still over in Europe like real thin because of course you basically had like guys like Cameron at the time Guzan was still over there but for the most part it was like it was a really big gap between like you had guys who were vets and the guys who were like kind of like still breaking in uh, from their academies and everything and you know to know like we we kind of even see it, seen it here in Atlanta like you know just. The process of trying to break into your first team from the academy is hard work, mm-hmm. and yep. you can really fall out of favor like just like that. And you know, some kids are able to do it, and you know, and, and flourish. But you know, depending on what on what club you're on, you know, just that whole process of trying to get through. Because like you see, like like, like Tim Weah. Tim Weah doesn't. I mean, he's not getting PT, but you we know, all want to see him. You know, like, like of course he's training with the best, right. but he's not. But he's, but he's not, not playing. That, yeah. And that's and that's a that's a really a really big concern because obviously you it's, it's training and playing are not are not the same no. thing. And like you oh, I know a lot of pre seven o'clock players. Yeah, there's a lot of pre seven o'clock players who are all stars, and then as soon as seven o'clock comes around, they're not on the. The yeah, and, and that's something that, you know, you have to, of course, players have to be aware of their situation. Of course, I understand, you know, it's, you want to you wanna be, in a lot of ways, stubborn and try to make your way, like, where you're at. But at the same time, you know, sometimes that, that might mean you might have to take a detour over here, take a loan somewhere else, just yeah. to kind of show your worth. But what about even Pulisic? He hasn't even gotten the major minutes, too. Even the, the and that's Dorman. the crazy part, because he's been turning up when he gets when he gets time. But the thing about it, with Dorman, they just, with their little run, and even with the crucial game they had the last couple of weeks, like, he hasn't got much PT. He's got stuff. Yeah, like, like they were talking about that uh, during the, because uh, uh, Dorman played Byron over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Cra- crazy game, by the way. But, uh, of course, the expectation was they thought he was going to start, and he came off he came off the bench. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, one, you have to f- factor in that a lot of these teams are rich as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and a lot of, in a lot of cases, you run into the situation where it's, it's easier for them to, to buy a replacement who's already ready now instead of letting that kid come up from the academy and say, okay, we're going to give you a shot. And that's where you, you, I think you run into a really big conflict because, you know, for a lot of teams, like they don't have to wait for X kid to to develop. They can just say, "Hey, 
we got like we can buy this kid. He's ready now. Boom, let's but do it. That's what I think. Um, like our our kids in Europe, the kids that want to, I'm I'm pro MLS. Always will be. I always defend MLS. So if the kid doesn't want to come back and play for Major League Soccer, they need to really talk with their you know their managers and their uh, like just talk to people and say send me a loan, send me the second division so I can tear it up, prove, prove to you that I deserve to be on your first team. If not. Cool. We'll do one year loan with a buy clause for that club to buy me and stuff like that. So at least some of these lower lower tier clubs, they need good players. So that gives our national team players a chance. But to sit there and hope and pray that you don't get looked at, I mean, that's not helping them. That's not helping our national team. And it's and I mean, it's, it's like your confidence. Yeah, I mean, we can say the same thing about England. The yeah. same thing is happening. The, the, the parallels between the U.S. national team, the English national team, which uh, I can't, uh, which I can't stand with a passion. I'm like, if there, if there's one program that you know, I, I overhyped. Overhyped. I think that you know. I think that I think the success of the it's coming league, home. I think it's the, coming home. I think the success of the Premier League has been at, has come at the expense of the of the England national team. Of course, everyone saw how they made it to the semis of the World Cup. I'm like, you had a pretty easy run for the most part. Like when you actually faced teams who actually were worth the snuff, you you lost. Yeah. But I think that. Uh, what you, what you usually end up end up seeing is that, because you look at Man United, you look at Arsenal, you look at Man City, you look at Chelsea. There's not a lot of English faces on, on those teams. No, no. And that's because, of course, those coaches are like, hey, I, I, I the talent ain't here. We look like you, like you might have like one or two guys just to you know, kind of have as as a showpiece, but for the most part, yeah, they're looking elsewhere. And I think that. I've always said, at least as far as like as far as our kids go, you run into that situation where, uh, how can I put it, you, I think for for a lot of kids they should be at least starting their career here and probably staying here probably at least till like they're twenty two or twenty three at the very least. Just so cause I think that when you go, there are very few kids who are, who are ready at eighteen. Like there's only there's not too many Lebrons out there. No, there's not too many there's yeah. not too many Pulisic's out there or McKinney's. But like, so like for everyone else that you know might need a few years to kind of season up, you know, like you know take your time, to, you know get get your game up, and then you know, like once you kind of establish you know a, a good track record, then make that jump. Yeah, I mean there's there's Cause also because like, it's very easy just to, the the leave like you know after your first year of college or whatever and think that you're going to make it in Europe, it's like, no, it's not It's not nearly that easy. I mean, the, the maturation process that happens at that age is drastic. And the fact that if you're ta- taking a you know, 17, 18, 19-year-old and having them go overseas and dealing with being an adult. A real in adult. In a foreign world. Yeah. I mean, that that's a huge culture shock. Especially like if you go to a place where you probably don't speak the language. Exactly. And, you know, for the most part... You know, and then you're dealing with just the environment, just like the fact that how we do sports here is not, compared to how it's done in, like, a Europe or America's... It's a culture um, shock because you realize that, you know, obviously soccer here is is not the same as soccer over there where, like, they eat, sleep, breathe, and shit all the time. Yeah. Right. And... It's like, a lot of and, pressure. And... Your the eyes are on you. Like even if it's just a small club, that small club, all their eyes are on you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, some people, some kids aren't aren't used to that pressure because of course that pressure usually isn't here. Well, they're they're not getting orange slices and Capri Suns over there. 
after games. You know, here we get orange slices and Capri Suns after. And that body armor. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Lee Jakes. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it's going to be, like, a good game between the two clubs. I mean, the two national teams, simply for the fact that both of them are kind of in that place where they're trying to find find themselves. You know, they they have both FAs are trying to figure out a way how to get their players to get playing time. Like, um, English FA, I mean, they're kind of doing, kind of, they're trying to do what MLS is doing now, where they're trying to limit the amount of English players are playing on, like, these Premier League teams. So, it's it's a good start to get mm-hmm. your players some playing time if when you limit it. But in the same, you know, so, some people say, well, it's not real capitalism because, you know, you're forcing. Yeah, it's free trade. Yeah, it's like yeah, a free trade yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're forcing these clubs to say, I have to play. Right. Tony, because he's he, he, <laughs> he's Duh. American, so like you know, it, it's that's kind of the way it is. So I, I think it's going to be a good game to kind of see both, kind of both of them to see what we're going to look forward to in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, like we, we, we have a good ways to go, but I think that you know, with the with the team that we have that's 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 being called up, I think that at least seventy percent of that of that team should factor into the Gold Cup and. You know, of course, once we finally have a coach, one of these days, you know, we could spend, you know, next year finally kind of building what we want to see for uh, for that tournament and, you know, go and go from there. You know, it's it's like I, said, I wish that it, it had been just been done sooner to that way. We would have even that even more time to build up what we want to see going forward. But, you know, it's only been 400 days, you know, no rush. No rush at all. Technically, it's been 399 days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hold on, what time? It's like almost, it's almost since we got, we got a couple hours. It's 399 days. Hey, we celebrate 400 man. days. But <laughs> that's it, man. That's all I got, man. Anybody, any other? Well, we want, what about that whole new logo from uh, our boys? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, our, our, our new brethren in MLS. Like, Cincy. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The Nat Town. Congratulations to Cincinnati for getting promoted to, to MLS. Trigger, trigger. I guess, I guess that's a promotion. <laughs> but like they, that. you know, they decided to, they released their new logo uh, this weekend. Uh, I think Monday, I think. They released yeah. their new logo on Monday. So they they had a nice logo. It was historic to the city. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they hired a firm that basically said, yo, you want to be an MLS? Cool. I'm going to take that logo and I'm going to put y'all colors on it and then y'all just pay me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the vibe of FC Cincinnati's so, logo. So so here's one weird thing that I actually uh, noticed today. You, like, of course, we're going to sh- we're gonna show the logo on our social media. Of course, follow us at FTCUTD. Uh, you see, that's a, that's a that's a male lion, right? <laughs> and you, you, but you know, they have a queen's logo. I'm like, yeah, they're the queen city, the queen right? City, but they have a male lion. I mean, hey, you know, things that make you go, hey, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the colors are nice. Of course, I'm I'm partial to to orange and blue go gators and all that. And all yeah, that shout, stuff, but, uh, shout out to Savannah State, orange and blue. You know, what? another another great we, color. We, we are not dogs in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either, but. <laughs> but like, so like, I actually reached out to a couple Cincinnati fans. And they were talking about their uh, concept logos that fans sent in. And, like, a lot of those logos were, like, a lot better than the one that the marketing firm hired. Like, I s- kind of sent you guys some of them. What you guys think a couple of those? We'll post some of those. Actually, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post uh, some online. Actually, that one reminds me of Atlanta United. That's what that's, I, like, when you first showed me that one, I was like, I couldn't put, quite put my finger on it. I realized, oh, 
That's that's the same circle for Atlanta United. See, I thought I thought of Chelsea when I saw. I was thinking Chelsea. Okay. I, thought, I thought of Chelsea. I Chelsea. So we'll post it. But so what we're talking about for those we don't have video, but we're talking. It's a circular logo when you see it on our uh, social media, and it's a the fighting lion within a circle with FC Cincinnati in there. And then they kind of have another one that kind of looks like the ING Bank logo. That, oh, oh I thought that one was—I I even I thought that one was still better than the kind of the one they have now. But you know, fans, we really don't get to pick what the logos that the ownership groups decide to pay money uh, it, for. It, whatever it is, is better than Austin's. I'm sorry, <laughs> anything is better than Austin's logo. Hey, listen, it's a tree. <laughs> that That's tree like, like, like in Austin trees. has roots. God. In the city, <laughs> the roots of Columbus are in that in that tree. I don't know what do y'all think about that Miami FC one. Oh, I'm sorry, not Miami FC. Sorry, enter Miami. Enter Miami. It's you know, I, at first I wasn't into it. But it's, it's actually pretty dope. It, oh, I mean, it, the color scheme. It looks, First of all, the color scheme. It looks like the color scheme a, is like it, 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 it screams it's, it's Miami Vice. Yeah. It's a sh- it looks screams, like a strip. Club. I gotta wear my shirt open. You know, it's, taco meat showing. It says everything. It says South Beach adjacent. Absolutely. South Beach adjacent. That's what the Miami logo says. Like speaking speaking of Miami Vice, I, I know of course most we all follow basketball. Did y'all see the new Miami Heat? Oh, I like that. Oh, that it's like, I like black, that. blue, and pink. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's Miami. It's, it's tough. tough. I mean, no other city can do that but Miami. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the new Hawks one? The black, the white, black, and gold? See? But it's this generic-ass high school jersey, though. But it's, but it's, it looks like something I got off of East Bay. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I went to East Bay and got a generic jersey. Oh, the God. colors are dope. I mean, but that's the how, Jersey style is East Bay style, that, bro. That's how the Hawks are playing. They're playing straight We're an East Bay team. <laughs> We're an East Bay team, so I mean... Shout East Bay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're looking for sponsors in East Bay. We didn't plug y'all three times. We're going to throw that out there. But uh, it's an East Bay jersey, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Is it not? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? All right. We're, we're getting off topic. <laughs> I think that's a good time to get up out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, again... Uh, check us out uh, at, on all social media uh, at FTC UTV. We're available. Our podcast will be available on iTunes. Yes, we are finally on iTunes. Right. No, we don't made it.